Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, today I want to talk about Killer Mike. Uh, my friend Killer Mike, uh, I respect this brother. I've known him for over a decade. Uh, he had a big night, and then he had a weird night. There were some interesting things that happened and some just things that I can't explain, and uh, one of them leading to him walking away in handcuffs right after after locking down and doing a whole sweep at the Grammys. So uh, get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys everything that I know. We're going to break it all down right here for you on DrBoyceTV.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I hope you guys are doing well uh, on this beautiful Sunday evening. Um, I am um, <clears throat> I'm having mixed feelings right now. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, there's some weird stuff um, happening right now, and it involves uh, friends of mine, um, a guy named Killer Mike. Killer Mike, I've been uh, friends with Killer Mike for about a decade, a little bit more than a decade, and uh, Mike uh, is... He actually came to our first all-black national convention, which, by the way, is going to happen this year in Chicago, uh, October 25th to 27th. And uh, Killer Mike set it off. He came to the first one in Atlanta. Uh, he did a free of charge. He and David Banner came out and just uh, did a great job. And for that reason, those two guys are guys that I respect. Uh, I know that I talk a lot of shit about rappers who are not doing their jobs. I do not include Killer Mike, David Banner, or D1 in that category. All three of these guys have been my friends for a very long time. I have a tremendous amount of respect for every one of them. Now, uh, how many of you saw? Give me a guess if anybody's been following this. Did anybody see where Mike won? Uh, first off, let's start with the good news. The good news is that he swept the Grammys. Uh, he was nominated for three different awards. Uh, I want to say it was like a best rap album. I know that was one of them. Uh, I want to say best rap song and I believe best rap performance. And uh, and I'm going to tell you, when I saw this, I was so happy. I mean, I'm telling you, y'all know me. I'm not real big on white people awards, to be honest with you. I'm just not. But, you know, sometimes, you, you know, the credit has to be given where the credit's due. And sometimes you're just proud of your brother for doing his best and representing the way that he does. And uh, and that's what Mike did. Mike lit it up with this album. I watched everything from inception to completion. I remember him telling me about the album. Me and him had dinner together with him and his wife. He, he and my His wife and my wife, our birthdays are like two days apart. And we were talking about celebrating together and all that. And I met him in Atlanta. Atlanta. And uh, and we just, you know, I just really, really like this guy. I respect him a lot as a human being. And uh, and I was wished him well. I saw what he was doing. I said, OK, well, good, you know, good luck, man. I hope this this works out. And he did it. You know, he goes in there and kicks ass, takes names, wins all the awards, just does a hell of a sweep. And uh, and this is the, the interesting thing about that is Mike has always had that confidence in his music. He's always had that confidence. I remember the first time I met him, it was probably about 2012. 
And uh, we met each other on Twitter and we got on the phone and we were talking. And I remember he told me to get his other album. I'd heard about him because he did a song with another friend of mine named Ice Cube. And uh, in this song, Ice Cube, everybody should listen to this song. It's called, uh, I think it's called like Put the Pressure on Them. And I'd never heard black men really rap like that. It was very powerful and it no holds barred. And I said, wow, I really like these guys. I mean, they're not, this is not BS. This is what you know, this is the kind of talk that I think black men need to have. So this song put the pressure on them, impressed me so much that I think I put a tweet out about it. But then Mike uh, reached out to me on Twitter and we talked on the phone. And I'll never forget, he told me to get his other album. I don't remember the name of it. I'm sorry, Michael. I don't remember the name of the album. But he said, he said, Doc, this is the best album, man. You got to hear this album. It's the best. You know how Mike is. I mean, he's got this energy, this infectious energy that is so awesome. It makes you just love and respect him and appreciate him right off the bat. And uh, and I listened to the album. And I remember telling my friend, I said, he was he was talking shit about his album. But this album really is the shit. It's really good. It's a, you know, so I listened, I, I listened to it over and over. It's still in my Spotify. So, yeah. Through the years, we we stayed friends, and then I saw him get back uh, into making music, and he made this last album, I believe it's called Michael, and uh, he did a great job, had a lot of good people on there, Andre 3000 and some others, uh, even though he's playing the flute now, which my wife asked me to go to an Andre 3000 concert, and I said, why? I'm not a flautist, but my wife plays the flute, so maybe that's why she. I, I'm not into none of that. I want to hear. I want to hear you rap. But anyway, so uh, so long story short, Mike wins. These, these Grammys, right? And I, I, I honestly wasn't sure. I mean, I, I assume Grammys are hard to win. And he won all three. And I'm like, wow, my man did it. Wow. You know, and I was really proud of him as, you know, as his friend. And then I saw this video of him getting arrested. Jade Arendelle, uh, aka Linus Crown, she sent me this, she sent me this clip. She said, Doctor, did you see this? I said, see what? I mean, I said, I saw Mike win his award, but I did not see him. I did not see this. And so hey, let me see this. So if you didn't see the video, it's also on my Instagram. My Instagram is Dr. Boyce Finance. So if you go to my Instagram, Dr. Boyce Finance, the video's up there too, and you can feel free to join the conversation. Uh, but anyway, um, does anybody know why he got arrested? I have been looking for information on why he got arrested. Um, I haven't seen anything to explain why he got arrested. Uh, I've seen jokes. I think somebody said it because he stole, he stole the award from Travis Scott uh, or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyway, I, I I don't know why he got locked up. I have no idea. Um, you know, some people say maybe it, it was for attention or something like that. I I would not expect that to be the case. I don't believe that's to be the case. I have no reason to believe that that something like that would happen. But you know, you never know. I mean, in 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 the music industry, getting locked up gives you street cred, right? That's what they that's what they uh, a lot of people believe. And so uh, you're right, Vic. I, I don't think we're gonna know until tomorrow. But overall, though. I'm going to say this. I, I don't watch the Grammys, uh, but I did I did kind of peek at it because uh, our daughter was watching it. She's into singing, dancing and acting. And also her name is Taylor. And so, of course, so, so she actually happens to be a fan of Taylor Swift. And uh, and I saw Trevor Noah, who was the host of the Grammys this year, and uh, he was doing a really good job. And I noticed that they're doing a good job of getting their ratings up because they have a whole new seating format and all that. And it almost made me want to watch. And I said, wow, if you've almost convinced me to want to stay and watch then I know that other people are going to want to watch because I, I don't watch that stuff. I don't, I don't watch any of that stuff ever because I think those shows are stupid. But, but see, I can hear Taylor in the other room yelling about the Grammys. So, Taylor, what are you excited about? What happened? OK, well, she can't. I, I thought she could hear me. I Actually, let me shut the door, guys. Give me one second. 
Y'all gotta stop all that yelling. Okay. And then they wonder why I wanted a soundproof door in my office because they came down here screaming and hollering. So anyway, what what do you guys think? Let me see. Let me see if there's any. Uh, oh, he got into it with a with a guard. Okay, with a guard. You think that's the theory? Okay. Uh, someone says he's being detained and they are speaking with security. And I saw someone say it's no big deal. Okay. Um, well, what's curious to me is why did if he got arrested for whatever he did, why did they arrest Will Smith? Remember when Will Smith? Um, Remember when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, and that was technically assault. So technically, Will Smith should have gone to jail. It was crazy that they let him sit through this show and just like enjoy the award show as if nothing had happened. Um, let's see. Someone says, looks like it's fake. Uh, nope, we won't know until tomorrow. I heard an alleged altercation. Altercation over what? What was the altercation about? Uh, let's see here. I like Mike, but I think the Grammy War Grammy Award set him up for the feds. That has been done, actually. I know of an artist. I won't say his name, but he owed a lot of money in child support. And I know that they offered him some sort of an award and he traveled out of state to get the award. And because he was out of state, I think that was how they ended up locking him up. I don't know why they couldn't get him in state. But I have heard people getting set up like that again. But I don't know. I don't know what his uh, situation is personally. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else? Let me look at some of your comments. He got three Grammys and two cuffs. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, someone says, think you can get an interview with killer to detail what happened after the Grammys. I'll text him. I'll text him to see. I, I don't, I don't really talk to a lot of entertainers regularly. Like that. I like Mike though, as a person, though. I like him as a person and I don't like to pressure my friends into coming onto my podcast and stuff, but, but I'll see, I'll see if he's free. My, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mainstream, you know, I'm not, um, like, uh, you know, I'm not like a, uh, uh, NBC or something or whatever, you know, so, uh, or, um, or Joe Rogan or something like that. Um, I do have a few hundred thousand followers, so maybe, maybe we can get him in here to come talk. I know we got ice cube to come in, so maybe, maybe he will. I don't, but I'm not really a real host. I'm just a guy who just gets online and talks. Um, but, but I did actually, there was a politician, uh, Kennedy to, uh, um, you know, the Kennedy guy that's running, he did, his team did reach out about getting it, about coming on the podcast, but I didn't want to do it because I really don't want to interview politicians. Cause I, I can't fix my face to be okay with you. Just telling me a bunch of bullshit. I can't make myself dumb enough to believe that you're actually, what you're going to do is actually going to make a difference. Um, Robert Kennedy. Thank you. Uh, yeah. See that. I don't even know his name. How can I be prepared for an interview if I don't, if I can't remember the dude's name? And I, and I, I think it's because I have this habit of remembering things that I think are relevant, like things that are really relevant to the community, things that are really going to shift uh, the black community. I pay attention to that. Like, so if it's Dr. Claude Anderson, I'm listening, uh, professor James small, I'm listening, I'm remembering, but things that don't have an impact, I just don't pay attention because my brain tries to stay efficient. Um, and I, in fact, even Einstein did that actually Einstein, he didn't even memorize his own phone number. He said, why would I memorize my phone number when I could just look it up? So irrelevant information, I just tend to sh shoot it out of my brain because I, it helps me stay in a constant meditative state to focus on the here and now and be present in what I'm trying to do. That's a, like a lesson in mindfulness. And uh, whereas there are other people, though, um, some of the people I've noticed, like some of the more famous type people, they're very good at managing lots of relationships and keeping lots of information and meaningless details in their head. Like Al Sharpton is really good at remembering everybody's name, who their kids are, what they do for a living, why they're important. And that's what that's his genius. That's his type of genius. I can't do that. If I sometimes I can't remember somebody I talked to last week because I'm so focused, deeply focused 
on what I'm doing right now. Now, uh, let's see what was Killer Mike what what was Killer Mike arrested? Nobody knows what he was arrested for. He, uh, people are speculating on it. Please don't become a Roland Martin. Uh, my God, I would never want to be a Roland Martin. That's why I get up and go to the gym every morning because I don't want to be Roland Martin. Uh, let's see what's the next question. Um, the overplay for the underplay. Okay, you're black mainstream with knowledge, Doctor B. Stop it. Um, I, maybe I'm mainstream in the sense that we are carving out our own stream, right? So I am boy stream, black stream, B1 stream, right? So so if you are in that space of intelligent black people, then yeah, this would be a mainstream place to be. But in, but our definition of intelligent goes beyond just whether you went to school or not, or how much money you have, or whether or not white people like you. Um, our definition of intelligent comes down to what you're really doing to move the needle on the status of black people. What, what are you doing to improve the lives of black people? For example, the things that are gonna improve the black the community or, or people in the community and improve their lives is, um, Things like uh, black people being healthier, black families being more stable, black wealth actually going up, black kids being educated, and just black people being safer and, and, and more effective in terms of uh, having freedom in their lives. Right? These are the things that matter to me. And, uh, and I don't see why these ideas are controversial, but they're controversial in a society that does not want to see black people behave that way. They do not want to see you free. They don't want to see you educated. They don't want to see you wealthy. They don't want to see you independent. None of these things. Right. So that's what makes someone like me radical and dangerous, because I'm the person who says that the best way to overcome a white supremacist system is to evacuate the system, is to leave the system, is to create alternative systems. If you think that way, then systems don't stop you. The only time systems stop you is when you're trying to succeed in a system that's not built and designed or controlled by you. Then at that point, whoever runs that system becomes like a god to you. They become the dungeon master. If anybody's ever played Dungeons and Dragons, you'll know the dungeon master is the person who builds the whole cage. They build the whole system. They build the whole world that you're operating in. So if the dungeon master decides you're going to die, you're going to die. Because what he's going to do is he's going to go and create 10 dragons that are all going to attack you at the same time and make sure you ain't breathing no more. But if you get out of that system, then you have an opportunity to experience what freedom really looks like. And honestly, when I talk like that, people think I'm talking over their head. So I just I just don't talk. I don't say that to everybody. Some people don't get it. Some people don't know anything about freedom, don't care nothing about freedom, don't haven't even thought or meditated on what freedom actually looks like. So when I come in and I say the things I say, it sounds like I'm being uppity or whatever. But at the end of the day, I just want us to be happy and free. That's it. Uh, even when my kids, I confuse them because they say, well, what do you want to what do? You, what do you think I should do for a living when I grow up? What do you think I should do as my career? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. I want you to be happy. You know, and I know money will help you get there. So let's figure out how you can make some money so you can then pay your bills and not have to waste your whole life going to work for a white man every day instead of living the life that you're supposed to live. See, you're not supposed to live like that. You're not supposed to be on the corporate plantation. You're not supposed to be dreaming about a dream job. Who the fuck dreams about going to work every day? That's not a dream. That's a nightmare. Going to work is a nightmare, especially when you're black. Why in the hell is that the best dream? That's all you got. That's the best dream. <clears throat> you define yourself by a job. You define yourself by a career. Do you know how many people I know that are in their 40s and 50s who have no spouse, no children, no family, no nothing because they sacrifice everything for their career? Think about this. Think about it. I know, I know a woman. I'm thinking about her right now. She's 50 years old and she's very lonely. She has no man, no kids, no nothing, no family. She, when she goes to the doctor, nobody picks her up, but she's got this great career. She makes a 300000 a year, and she's like some executive at some company, and that's all she got. <clears throat> all she's got. She traded in everything that's supposed to make her happy for a job. Isn't that a mind fuck if you ever saw one? I mean, seriously, like literally, you, 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 tra you traded everything in your life that's going to fulfill you 
so you can have a job that somebody could take away from you in a second. Somebody could take that job in a minute. And then what do you have? They ruin your reputation. They ruin your career. They ruin, you know, they, they destroy your name and then you're done. And, and, and that's what I They're married to the game. Like, that's the thing. I think sometimes we, we get married to stuff that isn't designed to love us back. Like we marry the Democrat and Republican parties. They're not designed to love you back. Uh, you marry corporate America. That's not designed to love you back. It's just, just not, this is not, maybe you marry white Jesus. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation, but there are theories to say that, that for women, especially the church is designed to keep you single and lonely. Just, just, uh, just by the fact that you got some dude, the pastor who's telling you that you shouldn't even date a man if he doesn't come to church. That's a pimp game. That's pimping. That's that's trying to control women. The Mormon church is notorious for it. In the Mormon church, if you are a young woman over the age of 13, they will not let you leave. They will they will they will do two things. They will chase you down. They will chase down the girls and, and bring them back. But they run off the boys. They run off the young boys because they don't want male competition. But they'll always keep the girls. They never run off the girls. They keep the girls. But they and they never keep the boys. They run off the boys. And that that's that's and that type of pimping happens in the black church, too. You got the pastor or the deacon or whatever who's sleeping around with a bunch of women in the church. And then they tell you, well, he's not good enough. That man ain't good enough. And if he don't do this and do this and do that and give money to the church and read the Bible and come to church every Sunday, then he's not a good man. And that man might be treating you well. <clears throat> that man might love you in, into the ground. He might be willing to sacrifice his life for you. But your original pimp won't allow you to be released to this other woman or excuse me, to this other man. And so ultimately, I would just tell you that there's a lot of ropadopes that exist in our society. And if you're not able to sit and meditate and become conscious of the way you're being tricked and deceived on a constant, regular basis, then you're going to fail. You're going to struggle. You're going to struggle a lot. So uh, anyway, I know we got into a lot of other stuff, but I'll say this, too. So let's circle back to Killer Mike because we start off talking about him. Killer Mike is a guy that I love and respect because Killer Mike is he's complex, right? He, he gets into politics that I would, I don't get into. Uh, I saw him running with some of the politicians, Bernie Sanders and all that. I don't do that type of stuff. Uh, but I believe you can disagree with your friends and still remain friends. I like killer Mike because he's brilliant. Uh, he's, he's decent as a human being. He's a very good person. Uh, he also has passion for what he does. Uh, he has a lot of courage and confidence. I admire that immensely. And I believe he wants what's best for black people. And he's not scared to do that. He's not scared to jump outside, even though he's aligned with the politicians and all that. He, he'll he jump outside the lines and he'll say things like, you know, gun, that he believes in gun ownership, which obviously is not something that the Democratic Party necessarily supports. So I think Killer Mike does a good job of being authentic to himself while at the same time doing what he's doing to, you know, achieve whatever he's trying to achieve. It, you know, Grammys and stuff matter for him. They don't matter for me, but they matter for him. And because I respect him, I respect his Grammy and I know how hard he worked for that. And I also know that he's one of the great creative geniuses of our time. And so I, you know, personally, I, I am curious as to why he got arrested. So if I hear anything, I'll let you guys know. And if I can get Mike to come in and talk about it, then I'll definitely do that also. Uh, but either way, though, you know, shout out to Killer Mike. Congratulations to him. Uh, so a lot of my friends in the, in the rap world have done better. My Three closest rap friends, I'd say, would probably be Killer Mike, D1, and Willie D. And all three of these guys have been doing uh, the kinds of work that I think artists should do, uh, meaning that 
that hip hop artists are so so influential in the world. They have their their words have such an impact on society. Their thinking affects so many millions of people, and uh, and so it's critical that these artists have some level of consciousness or concern for the community, and that has to be reflected in their actions and in their music, and also with what they do with their economics. You you know to have a hip hop artist have that much influence and to be completely unconscious is like having literally a bull in a china shop. It's like giving somebody an AK-47, a Uzi, and a nuclear bomb, and then giving them a bottle of liquor to go with it. And then they're, they're, they're literally operating a nuclear weapon while they're half drunk. That's literally what I see when I see hip-hop artists getting on getting on a microphone, spouting the most, uh, the most racist, horrific, genocidal shit, and, and feeding it to your children. Just feeding it to the kids. That all that is is that's destroying black. That's destroying black people at a level that the KKK could only dream of. The KKK could never dream of having as much of an impact as a dysfunctional, irresponsible rapper. The Klan could never influence black children the way a black rapper can. You literally, you're feeding them poison in a milk bottle. That's what you're doing. You're giving them, you're giving them poison and you're dressing it up as Skittles, and, and you're eating a whole bag full of Skittles and all, and it's full of rat poison. And then next thing you know, your kids are dropping dead like flies and going through all kinds of hell, getting locked up, getting 80 years in prison, and ended up on dope because somebody came into the community and infected them with a psychological STD. And you allow it because it comes with a nice beat and it comes with a lot of white man's money. And because this guy's on TV, and you think that because he's on TV, he must be important. That is not true. Killer Mike did not impress me because he's on TV. Killer Mike impressed me because he's a decent man. And so I respect Killer Mike immensely for that. And the same thing, I would say the same thing about David Banner. Every I, I don't talk to Dave except once every two years, but every time we talk, it's a great conversation because he's he's a, he's just a quality guy. And I think we need more quality men in the community. So God bless all these people. And I hope I wish them the very best. And Mike, if you see this, congrats on your on your award, man. I look forward to talking to you when we when we talk. All right. So anyway, um, <clears throat> hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. I have a new book out. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. You can get a copy at drboycebooks.com. I also have other books uh, like The New Black Power and Black American Money. If you want to go check that out at drboycebooks.com. We also have flashcards for children and lots of things you can take a, a look at that will uh, enhance your educational experience. And also, if you want to get uh, profit alerts on stocks that I like when I find new stocks, I'm going to send one out tomorrow. Uh, text the word stock to 87948. If you text stock to 87948, I will send you out tomorrow's profit alert on a stock that I'm buying uh, this week. Uh, what did they ki arrest Killer Mike for? I don't know what they arrested him for, but I, as soon as I find out, I will let you all know. So uh, have a good night, everybody. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon. Take care now, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three, what did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.